Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Tapping Cup podcast with myself, Daryl, and as always, my amazing co-host Ian, who has just spent the last two minutes ripping the shit out of me before we started. Um, it's been a long got, day for you. I've <laughs> got um, a few games to get through this week, uh, or in this episode. Obviously, it's the majority is the knockout stages. I'm just keeping my eye on it here, so it's still nil-nil Morocco-Spain. From what I can see, seems to be Spain massively on top, but they're pretty boring. This well, we're not going to we're not going to be done here to get home for the penalties. I love a good penalty shootout. I fucking enjoyed watching that yesterday with uh, Japan Croatia. I was going to say it's a good point. It's, it's currently in the eight, 108th minute, so twelve minutes left in that. So yeah, no chance of getting home uh, in, in time fact, for that. I can always spin it round and we can whack it. Well, if we're talking on air, we can watch it through while we're while we're going. But, um, it depends every, how long it goes on for. As long as as long as every, in my mind anyway, everybody loves a penalty shootout as long as your team aren't in it. Yeah, or if your team's in it and you win. Yeah, I'd rather win in normal time than put myself through the fucking the stress of penalties. There's no no fun in that. But yeah, if I'm a neutral for a penalty shootout, I fucking love it. Yeah, I agree. I think the last penalty shootout that I remember watching with my team in it, would it have been England and Colombia? Have we had an English penalty shootout since then? Did we have, have a penalty shootout win to get to the Euro final? Oh, no, Jesus Christ. The last penalty shootout that I watched oh, was Euros. It was fucking Saka missing, uh, wasn't it, in Rashford? Yeah, one of the worst nights of my life. Went from being people going to be lighting fireworks in Millennium Square to... Yeah, let's go and get a taxi that cost me thrice it's bad the bad enough to lose, isn't it? But getting there's no more crushing way to lose in a penalty shootout. Um, and as a weird people-watching sort of side, I don't know about you, but I love playing the little game with myself of watching the walk-ups, in particular the first person to walk up. Like we'll, we'll come on to it, but Japan yesterday, none of them looked... All of them looked in awe of the moment. None yeah. of them looked confident. Nobody looked like they wanted to be taking a pen. No one stood that the body language was horrendous. You get keepers these days that the Croatia keeper looked fucking huge in the net. Like, a, a, absolutely huge. And when they zoomed out, you're like, do you know what? People say that any professional should be able to hit a penalty. That looked a lot harder. And that the weight of the, the pressure going on, there's just something I quite like about watching people wilt. We'll come on to it because I've got my own opinion on that as well. But um, I think from what I remember, we didn't get through the Serbia, Switzerland and the Cameroon, Brazil games, did we? Were we halfway through the Serbia, Switzerland game or were they, they were both played at nine uh, at seven o'clock on there? They were later kickoffs. Yes. And I, did we did we have did we, did we cover like um, fact, Spain, did we do... Germany? I feel like we didn't. Well, no, we didn't, did we? Because it was a day out. In fact, we've got quite a few. Oh, we've got a better start then, haven't we? So, um, Germany, 4-2 against Costa Rica. These games, uh, that and, and Japan, Spain, were going on at the same time. So, the ridiculous point, I think, where there was, was about five minutes. Japan and Costa Rica both going through. Yeah, um, which would have been ridiculous and I think we had a look at the odds of that I think someone put a bet on Twitter as you you always see don't you someone's put £10 on this Costa Rica's odds were £20 50p if someone (laughs) put £10 on I'd appreciate him for having the balls to do it it's £20 but I'm so confident this will happen I've bet 25p who the fuck bets 25p I'm pretty sure my friend don't talk to me ever again (laughs) but anyone I know anyone's listening to this and they've placed 25p bets fuck off you're not a gambler you're a piece of shit. 
that just throws money down the drain on some nonsense. So yeah, it's, it's always those weekend bets, and it's like, oh, both teams to score and teams got to some win. Mates in the same. Oh, I'm on this tenfold accumulator. Well, fuck off, Dick. Like I don't, I'm not in. I, I, I bet to make money, not to throw my money down the drain to bet three six fives. Tenfold accumulators, just ah, oh, spoken a, like a true Andrew Tate fan. Just disgusting. Like they are not. That's not a bet. That is. A gamble. There's a difference between a bet and a gamble. A gamble? In gambling? <laughs> Never. You'd wonder where the name there's, comes from, wouldn't you? There's, there's difference. difference there's, that's just ridiculous. Ten, has anyone, how many tenfold accumulators ever? I mean, I, I don't put them on, but I've been gambling years. I don't think I've ever had more than like a five or six thing come in. And that was probably like 10 years ago when I was messing around with bets. No one puts on 10 team accumulators and wins. Uh, I... I don't because it don't really matter because I'll lose regardless of what bet I put on as we've established in these many episodes I can't really predict any correct results but um and I shouldn't really be talking about betting since I put no bets up on the social media for about yeah because the entire podcast was started as um part of it should have been a, a gambling segment I think we did it two episodes <laughs> and died tailed off and just not done any anymore so that's that's a fair point to be fair I should uh we should probably start looking at putting some more or I should start looking at putting I, some I took it out of his Twitter bio did you? Yeah, it got to a point where we didn't do it at all. So I thought, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's probably a sensible decision. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Japan um, beat Spain. So it's got them through to the next round. Um, not a shock for me. I, I know we've gone on to who we think are going to eventually win the tournament. I think Spain looked poor. And I'll take another look at the current result at the moment or the current um, score at the moment. But I wouldn't be surprised if they get knocked out by Morocco. I really, I thought Japan looked really good in that game. All right, yeah. they were a little bit lucky in that they blitzed Spain with a, a couple of goals in a in sort of a ten minute period or so. I think it was, wasn't it, after half time? Um, but Germany looked poor as well, to be yeah. honest. Uh, I mean, neither of those teams looked like they were going to go on and, and do anything. And um, who doesn't love seeing Germany not get knocked out? So that was terrific for me. Yeah. Um... So that, that ended up in, obviously, some of the knockout games that will come on to shortly. Uh, Ghana, Uruguay, and then South Korea, Portugal. So Ghana lost Uruguay 2-0. Um, the irony of them missing another penalty. Crit, like you, you you couldn't write that script, could you? As a, a moment of redemption. I'm not entirely sure you'd have to forgive me which Ghanaian missed the penalty. But that that's like a... A, a moment of country, a country's redemption. And he stepped up and bottled it. I always get confused... Um, because Jordan Ayew plays for Palace, doesn't he? He does, and he's got a brother. It's Andre Ayew missed the penalty, but who does he currently play for? I thought he was at Swansea at one point. Is he still has there? He not gone, I think he was last at Swansea. Is he, is he not gone, if I'm not mistaken, is he, is he not taking a bit of oil money and gone somewhere like Saudi Arabia or Qatar or somewhere He has like indeed, yeah. I'm just looking here, so he plays for Al-Sad. Um, so, I mean, get a lot of pressure. Again, we, we're talking, we'll come on to it with the, the Japanese, but... Penalties are harder than people give them credit for when you've got that much depending on it. But if you're a professional footballer, particularly if you are an upper echelon footballer, you need to be sticking that away. And or you want to get lucky like you faced the goalkeeper for, who was it last night? Um, Brazil, the South Korean goalkeeper. What a joker. I, I do think penalties in real time, quote unquote, where they're awarded during the game for me, are significantly easier than an actual penalty shootout. I think stepping up to take... Obviously, you've got a designated penalty taker. The guy probably does it 
all the time, more often than not, you know, your Harry Kane's, your Neymar's, etc. I think it's significantly different knowing, right, I've got to take this very long walk from the halfway line, put the ball down, take a step back, score it. Everyone's literally concentrating on me um, in that single moment. And then if I miss it, Do you know what you don't see? I've, I've always wondered as being someone who is very lack of patience once everything's done dusted what I always want to see fucking someone just sprint up they always it's not only they walk but they walk so slowly which seems to make the gravity in this situation worse get the ball run up put it down get the ref to blow his whistle step up bang put it in done Get the, get the situation over with now you could read into that as a body language fuck me this guy don't want to take a penalty he's running up He's shit scared. If you ran up and you had enough confidence, get that shit over and done with. Get yourself back. I'll just run up from halfway line, just get right in keeper's face, as if you're going to knock him out and just see what happens. Eh? It's like, what's you going don't on ever, here? No, you, you, everyone just walk, and it's like a death walk. No one that that almost drains them before they've got to the penalty spot. No, I, I won't be jogging to take a penalty. I feel like that's extinguishing some of your energy to get there. To then be because it takes so much energy to <laughs> kick a ball from twelve yards. You don't need energy, do you? Now I'm not saying sprint up, put the ball down, and then while you're out of breath, it. But run up, put it down. Almost get it. the longer you're there and you're walking, the more time things going through your mind. If if pl- football players are anything like me, I'm by this point I'm going. What if I go to the right and fucking keeper goes to the right? What if I? I think you you, you almost stew on yourself. I think there's a benefit to being. Run up, I'm going to go to the keeper's right. I don't care what's going on, that's my penalty. Bang, get it done. I've always wondered why footballers don't put earplugs in for penalty shootouts. I know it sounds absolutely ridiculous, but to quite literally drown out the noise and everything. Interesting point. And the goalkeeper can't say anything to put you down. You just go and put the ball on the spot. You look at the ball, look at the goal, go and smash it in. But too many players, I think, these days, half the problem is they try to play the game of playing the keeper. So a bit like Neymar, penalty for Brazil last night... His weight keeper's doing a load of stupid shit, which I'm not against in some ways to try and put him off. But then Neymar, clearly the penalty was that bad that he went, once the keeper had gone, he knew he could score. I want someone, I'm going top right every time. Now, I was a right back as a kid, but when I used to play penalty shootouts with my mates, every single time, I don't care if my run, run up to the right, I'm going right side. Every time, without fail, I don't give a fuck if the keeper knows where it's going. Because if you go step up with the right connection, in step of your boots, so you can curl it into that side as well. No keeper can save that. I still feel like we should get on with the other games. I'm just thinking <laughs> we're talking <laughs> about Brazil, Brazil, South Korea. It's literally the latest game other than one that's ongoing at the moment. So let's quickly run through uh, Group G. So you had Serbia and Switzerland and Cameroon, Brazil. Um Switzerland and Serbia were quite a good game. Right game. Yeah. Um, so one of the games of the tournament. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think Serbia were going forth, through I think, at one point. Yeah, yeah. they were. Um, I think it, every. I think Switzerland took the lead. Yeah. Serbia equalised, went ahead. Switzerland came back and then won it. That was, uh, ironically, I was watching the Cameroon-Brazil match, which was ended by nil, and it was one of those games where they kept flicking up the what's going on the other game, and you think, why the fuck have I chose this game? Why didn't I watch Serbia-Switzerland? So I watched Cameroon-Brazil. Well, that, that were one of the games, um, Serbia-Switzerland, where I used to bet quite a lot on yellow cards and cards per game. And then there's always these types of games like, oh, it's, you know, the Merseyside derby. There's going to be loads of cards in this. And there never really is. That's one of those games where it's a sleeper because you're like, actually, there could be quite a few more cards in there. I think there were nine cards in that. 
See, interestingly, how many cards? I'm just looking now. See, I, I saw uh, only because again we look at these things. I saw a stat that there were the ref for Morocco, Spain had averaged six cards in the matches in the World Cup he'd ref so far. There's two, two, yeah, and that's a derby as well because that's one I would have thought could have got a bit um, juicy in terms well, not of with Spain. On. Boring but, um, this World Cup. They've been absolutely. Horrible. I mean, this is almost certainly going to penalties. This. 120th minute. Yeah, I was about to try and flick it up. I might pull it up. We can kind of watch in the background as what's uh, whilst it's going on. Yeah, it's a good um, idea. Um, so the big shock there, not the Serbia-Switzerland game, which was a good game to watch, was the Cameroon-Brazil game. Uh, Cameroon went out at that point anyway, so there weren't really much that they could do. Um, I believe, was that to do with Switzerland winning? Yes, I think they needed, think, think they needed Serbia. Serbia to win. And I think actually weren't Serbia going through anyway yeah. if they'd won. So I think Cameroon, it was a bit of a, a dead ringer in some ways. But I think that is also, I did see that that's the first Af- that the first African team to ever beat Brazil at a World Cup. No, in fact, they, they can't have been going through Serbia. Because if they were, so if they won that game, they would have had four points. They'd have been equal with Cameroon. But Cameroon's goal difference is zero. Serbia's is minus three. So it's based on goal difference first, and it's goal difference, goal scored, then head to head. So it right. would have been Cameroon going through. But I think Serbia were going through at the point that they were in the lead because Brazil and Cameroon were drawing. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, really good um, final result for them. Funniest part of it where he got sent off in his celebration and don't blame him. Didn't really matter, though, yeah. did it? Because they were going, going, going out, it didn't really matter. But what a header, though. Yeah, really it's good goal. Str- really, really good header. Live um, uh, long in his history. Um, just got a message off... Um, Funny enough, the mate who puts the um, massive accumulators on all the time. Spain are shocking, deserve to go out, so he must be watching it. So it looks almost certain like uh, that is going to penalties. Um, so we'll quickly run through the knockout stages then. So <coughs> Netherlands, USA was the first one. Pretty comprehensive for the Netherlands. I, I, don't, I still don't rate Netherlands as much as some people have said. I think... The only reason that they were so comfortable in this is because USA don't really have an outlet in terms of that signature number nine at this point in time. You do really think that they could go quite a long way, USA, if they had a a goal getter. But I'll I'll be honest with you, there's a lot of teams that I thought have looked not dissimilar to that in, um, I mean, I thought Croatia, again, we're jumping a bit ahead, looked a bit the same. Japan lacked a bit of a cutting edge. There's a lot of these teams that you thought to yourself, do you know what, they could go very far if they had a decent striker to put the ball in the back of the net. So that definitely is, is something that goals win games, but was a, is a rarity, I would say, at the moment, is, is top-class international strikers. I agree. I think USA, and we've talked about their midfield um, this this tournament, their midfielders look really, really solid and really, really good. I've been really impressed by Tyler Adams. I'm always impressed by Tyler Adams because he's a Leeds player. But I thought that they'd been very, very solid. They definitely should have beat England, for me, Um I think they should have probably topped the group. Obviously, if they'd have won that game, they would have done. There might have been a different result if they'd have ended up playing Senegal. But, yeah, I still don't rate Netherlands. I think, obviously, they've got Gakpo as their main fear factor for any teams playing against them. But I think anyone with a good number nine will, will tear them to pieces. I mean, they're pretty solid at the back. They're more solid than a, a traditional Dutch team. I mean, again, Gakpo is class. And, and Memphis brings you that... Um occasional quality doesn't he that he can on his day he can look like a world beater and then other days he's completely um you know he's, he's just not even there and at the race just to interrupt you on that tiny screen have spain just missed an absolute sitter in the last minute there 
I wouldn't say sit up, but it looked like. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's your right back though, isn't it? Yeah, it just needs to play it back. Oh, oh is it it's post? On the post. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, is that I not mean, a penalty in the middle? Did the keeper even get a little save on that on the head? Yeah, I thought he'd scored that because I saw him all going to. Oh God! Literally, then. imagine getting knocked out with a goal in the thirty-third minute. The hundred and twenty-third minute, minute that would be. That. Yeah, oh, that would be outrageous! And so, so get it to penalties. There you go. That's penalties now. Now I tell you, Spain have got their keeper has looked. I mean, what he was doing for the guy against Japan that, that second goal was a shocker. Um. But well, I'll leave that on the big screen. Say, while we're put... just waiting for this, I'll run through the, the rest of the results for you so you don't have to put on your screen. So uh, Argentina, Australia, um, 2-1 to Argentina. That was, again, not really massively impressed. Messi obviously gets his goal. Alvarez, I thought, took his uh, goal quite well. And then there was a, an own goal a little bit later on. But I'm not. I'm still not seeing a team that's standing out that makes me worried about England playing. It's France. France and Brazil are the two I mean, that's that's a quarter final and that's the final if, if it pans out the way it is but I'm telling you and it, I'll be honest I say France it's not even Miappi will tear us apart or hoping you'd say Miappi Mbappe uh, Mbappe will, he's just going to the way that we play even if he's it looks like he's going to be matched up against Carl Walker doesn't it Carl Walker is the quickest of the fullbacks that you would suspect you'd put him if I had to choose someone in the England team to put up against Mbappe, that's who I would go for. So, on that, and the main reason that I were hoping you'd mention Mbappe, I'll just send you this story very quickly and while you're having a quick look at it. Mbappe is actually absent from training today. Jackpot. Um, so with an unknown reason. So he's, he's currently apparently recovering in the recovery room, whatever that means, according to RMC Sport. If he's out, I don't see that there's anything that England should be scared of at all. And I think even with him in the team, yes, he'll probably score because he's an outstandingly good player. But I still think England have got a better player, a better set of players, better team. I mean, they're missing good players, aren't they? So yeah. in terms of, you know, Kante is obviously a huge miss for him in the centre of the park. Um, they're not undoable. I mean, I, I definitely think, I could see it. I just think that is a key, That that is... That is the literal game changer for me. If Mbappe is out, then we've got a, a chance. Um, I, I wonder if there's a bit of a mental brinksmanship in that as well, because I've seen obviously a lot of the press has been Mbappe is the star for um, uh, France. He's going to be the main one. What happens if, if you're a Deschamps? Do you play a little bit of game of just look, just don't play. You're totally fine. Just train behind closed doors today. I wouldn't be surprised because... It, I'd love it, to do that type of shit if I was like, Yeah, I was going to say I'd do it. I still can't get over the fact that you can't pronounce Mbappe. But you can imagine, can't you, particularly the mass media here on that alone, today, that would be a big story. Mbappe's injured, that means we've got a chance, we've got a chance. And then what better way to let someone have that and then take it away from them is to then watch them stroll out into the park. So that I, I think that would be quite clever. And maybe we're over or underestimating... Um, Deschamps, whether he would do that, but that would be a very clever thing to do. It's also just been reported, and again, well, I suppose we'll eventually come on to it. Um, they've taken Cristiano Ronaldo out of the starting eleven uh, due to a disagreement with the coach of Portugal. Oh, was this not about? Didn't he kicks? 
didn't some... like his reaction to being subbed yeah. against South Korea. Yeah, he's not doing himself any favors at the moment, is he, Ronnie? Every team's Cause you he's know, a he's pissing people off. <laughs> he's just an absolute dickhead. So yeah, no sympathy for him. That's what happens when people think they're undroppable, doesn't he? Yeah, when he thinks he's miles better than he is, instead of just getting on with his job. Um, let's just see who wins toss here. Spain oh, have won so it. Spain won the cut, so I think it's, I presume he's pointing towards the end where the Spanish almost uh, certainly. Um, we're going to say that's another question for you. So if you win toss, what would you do? Always take your own fans, obviously, because what you don't. We would, I mean, again, you could argue if you go in for your point. Seem to be doing a real toss it, here. Do they do it toss? Uh, do it twice. So is it you do Best it first for where you play, and you do it second for who goes ah, first? Ah, maybe that's right. So maybe yeah, maybe that's why they did right. too. But um, you can't tell me that being losing that toss is a bad thing. And you you're walking up, and you've got like twenty thousand people at the end booing you, giving you the wanker sign. Like, do you know what I mean, that kind of stuff that's going to be trying to put you off. Now, again, as a professional, can you shut that down and concentrate on the task in hand, which is putting the ball in the net? A lot easier said than done. Is this that. Morocco going first as well? So it would appear that way. See, and look that's... at his walk. Look how slowly he's yeah, but walking. He's calm. What's he going to do? He's still got to wait for keeper to go and get into the net, hasn't he? He can't just run up, put it on spot, and just bang it in with an open goal. Anyway, just while we're waiting for the first penalty, I'll quickly run through the rest. Uh, France and Poland. So France pretty much blew Poland away. There wasn't any competition there. Um, Mbappe again showing his class, really. I'm a bit sorry for, for, for Lewandowski a few times. I mean, he, he's class, but he just hardly got the ball this tournament, yeah. did he? I mean, he absolutely. scored again, didn't he? But, yeah, um, last-minute penalty, wasn't it, I think? But yeah, he, it he, was. He, he was absolutely starved. In I didn't watch that game, but all of the, I think I watched two of the three group matches with Poland, and they just didn't get anywhere close to getting the ball to him in terms of the service that he needed. I thought that they were... If you've got one star player like that, you've got to play your team around getting that ball to him. And he was so isolated when the game's on. Yeah, it, it won't, I think it's been the same the majority of the tournament, to be honest. And I always feel sorry for players like that who are absolute class but aren't necessarily in the best international team. Because Lewandowski, let's say you put him in Argentina, he's going to be a different player. Um, let's just watch the first one. So it's Sabri. This is the play who's uh, nice body language doesn't yeah. look crushed by it I like the way nice line up. looks like he knows what he's going to do allegedly links to Leeds this Sabri this is the not play looking that we're at the goal about. I like that just a good simple pen. yeah I like that good so 1-0 Monaco Monaco yeah. Morocco um, oh. good body language though didn't he didn't look, look in awe of the moments the, the, the Japanese in particular looked really uncomfortable in what they were doing but um, I yeah, think Spain well, are in trouble and again we'll sort of go back and forth with the game while we're going through the rest of it. But I think Spain are in trouble here. Um, England-Senegal is the next one. Very, very impressed by England after about 30 minutes. I thought they turned it on. They started to play every game this tournament. After that, it were pretty much walk in the park. I think the, the timing of the first two goals in particular was very uh, fortunate, wasn't it? That sort of two, one 35 one, two punch, minutes it, and yeah. then one just before half time, which you could just see him as walking off. It was pretty much done at half time, which for England in a World Cup final is uh, rare um, to, to be able to sat, sit there with a an element of. It's the post. Satisfaction. Oh dear. Yes, yeah, so Spain have just missed. Um, Looked like the keeper might have covered it if it did didn't it? hit the post. Oh, did I, don't know, I, don't, I think it hit the post, but it, the keeper dived the right way as well, didn't he? So I think that's the PSG pair, isn't it? Sabria. Who for? For Spain, who took the penalty. He's just missed, I think. No idea. Pal- yeah, Paolo's no idea. Sabria. Um, um, it was indeed. Yeah, just had a quick check. Um, 
but yeah, for England, um, again, coming into form, you don't want to start the, the, the tournament really hot. You want to build and move towards that. Um, so we've got Zayak here. This is a nice number. I always, yeah, I was going to say, I, I always he rate him. I feel confident. like he's, he's not looking, he's not done much at Chelsea, has he? But I, I do really rate him. I think he's a very, very good player. That's a proper penalty. Smashed it right out middle. Yeah, no keeper standing. The only up to thing that, about that is that was one of those because he hit it so hard down the middle, it went a million miles off the keeper's trailing leg. Now Should I don't mind out, a, yeah. a penalty, penalty down the middle. Oh, uh, it's almost too not... hard down the middle. But if, good if penalty, keeper gets his leg in. to it, it still goes in. I think because of how hard he hits it. Um, so yeah, we're impressed with England. Bellingham is a different class. He, he really is different class, and there's going to be it's going to be all about him in summer, isn't it? I think. I mean, it is, is not only the the way he plays and the the choices he makes. As you say, it's the the weight of the. Always, I don't think I've seen him make a bad decision. And no. that's the really impressive thing about a kid at that young age is his decision making. That you can have all the talent in the world, but he, sometimes they make a bad call. Everything he does, he seems to get right. The second goal were all about him. It what? Oh, Spain are going out. Spain are going out here. It's a two nil. Morocco and Spain have just missed their it second. He looked like he was bit, he was too cool for his own good. Guy looked like Pep Guardiola. Is that um, Morocco's manager? He was far too cool for his own good there. Yeah, I mean, Spain are out here. You're not turning around a 2-0 deficit. deficit. Can't even say it. The momentum, though, it's hard to come back to. I mean, when you've missed your first two like that, you know, obviously, well, I think this is the key this one. Is, yeah, if he scores this, is, this it's all over. This, then, um, then they'll be looking good, but... Um, I'm going to say 3-0 down. You've got to score all your penalties then, basically, from that point. So, yeah, all about Drew Bellingham. He second goal, we're all about him. Absolutely fantastic. And then in England, I think, in the second half, obviously they got the, the third goal, but just kind of continued on. Don't like his body language here. I think this might be a miss. Called it. He did miss it as well. <laughs> Telling you, I can tell from the body language, he just didn't look confident sometimes. Like, he, he was not... The chance to go 3-0 up... That's a bad call from the manager. Should he put someone else in more confident than that? He won't. He won't comfort all. It's a bad, it's, it's a poor penalty as well. Penalty as, as, as well, long as he it? goes right way, he's going to save it. Yeah, it's a poor penalty. Um, yeah. Then you had Japan Croatia, which was yesterday. Um, Very good game. Even though it was in the day, I took a little halfy from work, didn't I? Struggling <laughs> after the weekend, so I managed to watch that. And um, I was really impressed with Japan in the first half. Really good intensity, um, like mosquitoes buzzing round the Croatian players and, and, and Croatia had so little cutting edge it was painful back to what yeah. we were saying earlier with no one up front to take that burden off Modric lost he was trying to make some of the runs himself but at 37 you kind of think he's he, he's struggling you know what right? You know what, right? Body what a prick that guy is what an absolute who was that but Busquets what a prick like, who does he think he is like what's he like what are you doing like it was a horrendous. Some of these players should be shot. This is this is. <laughs> I would shot. say that these are some of the worst penalties I've seen since last night. Those Japanese penalties were awful. But in that case, if he goes the right way, there he saves it every time. Look at how much power on it. He but basically taps it. Back in. to what I was saying earlier. They're trying to outfall the goalie. Go relatively high. Go hard. It doesn't matter if the keeper goes the right way. It still goes in. It, all, it football seems to have all become about like let's trick the goalie just take a, a good fucking it. penalty yeah, there's been, so, not been any outstanding penalty no, I tell you I can this goes in so, yeah, so Morocco, he's not going to fuck around he, he's, a, he's a confident lad right back he's I'm telling you he's going to waltz up. he won't do one of these I don't think he'll go um, he and the know, psychologist I think he's going to hit it hard 
Here we go. Power will blitz it in, and of course, if it goes in, Spain are out. <laughs> we'll hold our breath for us. Really interesting podcast, this one, isn't it? Ah! Oh, <laughs> How'd you like that? I'm not surprised, to be honest. Spain have not impressed me whatsoever this tournament, so good riddance to them. Impressive balls with that amount of pressure in that position for Morocco. That, that's that, funny as well. That took kahunas. That yeah. That is that's that's pretty funny. So there you go. I mean, from a right back as well, not even a, a, an established penalty taker. That that took balls. That's that he's got to take your hat off to that. Is that one of their biggest wins of all time? Probably. The, well, I mean, I think they may have. They, they, I think they've, they've won the African Nations a few more times than you think they might have. But it's got to go down to the best ever result, hasn't it? Especially yeah. the, the 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 derby, if you like, close to um, you know Spain, where they are in the sort of geographically speaking. But, um, so the big question is then who's licking their lips to think um, I've now got Morocco in the um, it is the winner well Morocco of, play whoever wins tonight, tonight. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah so Portugal Switzerland tonight but I'll tell you what if you were someone like Switzerland you might be thinking to yourself we've got a chance of getting into the World Cup semi-finals here yeah um, obviously with Ronaldo dropped as well that guy looks like a Spanish Ben White the guy before no. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only other game that we hadn't spoken about, obviously on the point, uh, the point that we were talking about earlier on, Croatia went through on penalties because Japan's penalties were horrendous. Oh, just skull-crushingly. Again, none of them looked like they wanted to be there. No one had that walk-up with a bit of confidence. They all looked overcome in the moment. Um, fantastic goalkeeping as well, to be fair, from a Croatian goalkeeper. But yeah, he knew what he was doing, didn't he? Yeah. Performances. I think he guessed right on all four penalties one went in um, but he, he couldn't get a hand to but you rarely see it this day where the keeper guesses right on all of them I mean maybe um, Morocco keepers just did but that that's pretty rare in a, in a shootout but, um, do you yeah, know where he I plays? Was... who? Uh, the Croatian keeper uh, Zagreb I believe <laughs> good shout to be fair oh, I thought I'd catch you out there but never mind he's um... one of those that I've always wondered why he's been a Croatia's goalkeeper for a while, but never seems to have got that big move up to another team. Spanish tears. It's always always good to watch. Um, and then the final one, which you were unbelievably impressed by, and I think we disagree strongly on this one, Brazil blowing away South Korea. Now, don't get me wrong, I thought they were good. I thought they looked by far the better team. They clearly deserved to win. But it's South Korea. I still aren't impressed by Brazil. I don't think that they're the team that you make them out to be. I think South Korea are a bit... I mean, South Korea, you could argue, are a better Japan in that they have... Their their game was based on intensity. And of course, they've got Son, who Japan haven't got anywhere near a player as good a quality as Son was. So, um, or is. Um, I thought... Career were poor. I thought Brazil absolutely blew them away in the first half. And of course, it was 4 0 at half time, and they didn't pretty much come out for the second half. To be I honest. thought the comeback were on when they got screaming back. Screaming goal. When it was a screaming hit from, from the South Korean lad that put that in. But I think Brazil were like, we've, we're done here at half time. And I thought they just put their foot down a little enough gas that um, that was all they needed. They blew them away in that, that period of time. Uh, I just I, I don't see how we could cope with those. But so tell me what's impressed you about Brazil in this tournament then? Which of their results has impressed you? Well, they've won every game apart from the game they lost against Cameroon, where they rested eleven players. So they won every game apart from the game that they lost. Um, well, they've run out of three out of four. Which Serbia, I... Switzerland, 
South Korea they've beaten. None of those teams you wouldn't expect England to win against. Agreed. I, I think it's more the manner of the performance and where they, they seem to be able to put their foot down, uh, not unlike England in some ways against Senegal, and just crank, crank through the gears very quickly to get into a position where they can then take the foot off the gas and the game is already done. And I think England, we labour to get to, to go up through those gears to get that performance you know almost every how many times this uh tournament have we said about what a garbage first half it would have been a, equally the same in the Senegal match had it not been for the last 10 minutes when we got two goals yeah it'd been and, really I slow to start a Brazil came out of the blocks a little bit like Liverpool used to in the you know two or three years ago where you know 10 15 minutes on the clock and your teams are two nil down you're like this is a long way back and you've got an effervescence about you, a, a spirit that when you're already 2-0 up 10-15 minutes in, that takes a lot of balls to come back. Yeah, but I, I don't disagree in the fact that England have been slow starters. But would you have been impressed by Brazil if they'd have blown Iran away 6-2? If they'd have blown uh, Wales away, would that end up 3-0, 4-0? And then blown the problem is, having watched that game, we didn't blow Iran away, did we? We beat them six two, but we never did. We didn't blow them away. Like Brazil I, I, blew South Korea in that first half for, for twenty minutes, twenty five minutes. They were uh, there was a, such a gulf in class. It's the only and, game that they've done that. They didn't blow probably, Serbia away. Yeah. And they didn't blow Switzerland away. And I, I, if England had won two nil against Serbia and one nil against Switzerland, that wouldn't have been. You know what a performance that was. It would have been should have been doing better against these. If teams. we start there, if we, look, if we look at this, that Brazil have started in a lot of the games quite quickly like that. If England, uh, you know, have not been through this tournament, what happens if Brazil start like that in the final and we're two 0 down after fifteen minutes? Are you telling me you can see our players then pulling that back? No, the, 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 but the... on the point that you've said there, they've started quite quickly against Serbia. They didn't score until the sixty-second minute. Against Switzerland, they didn't score until the 83rd minute, at which point, and I watched that Switzerland game, they were struggling at one point, and I thought Switzerland were going to pull off the draw. Uh, they obviously lost against Cameroon. It was only South Korea that they came out of the blocks and went, right, you know what, we're just going to blow these away. So I still. I South Korea point. have been pretty tight, though, haven't they? I mean, again, they, they're not. It's not like they've been super leaky in all their games. They've looked actually relatively tight at the back. They've got a really good uh, def- uh, defender, the guy that plays for. Um, Napoli at the back. Conceded um, three against Ghana. Lost three two. Maybe. Stunned. I just don't see us beating France. If I'm Mbappe fighting the point of I, I honestly do think it's it's clearly heart overhead, but I honestly do think that England win this tournament. I think the the France thing is clearly a massive stumbling block because they're a very good team. But I don't think that they're in England's class. Apart if you take Mbappe out of that team, I don't think they're anywhere near the same man to man as England. And I think I would tend to agree with you in that if we got past France, the semi is very winnable from mm-hmm. from the way that the you know uh, the projections turn out who you'd get. You've then likely got unless something crazy happens, Brazil or potentially Argentina in the final. And I wouldn't. Not saying I would be scared of that. I mean, got Argentina. That I, I absolutely would fancy us to beat them. Yeah. Um, I think the way that they've been playing, they really have been poor and just messy, pulling them out, digging them out of a hole. But I think if we, I mean, it's always one, it's one game at a time. Again, I've been in doing this with England long enough that we get a bit carried away and we look ahead. Let's take France out, and then we can maybe see. But 
it, it wouldn't be beyond us. There's no doubt if we can beat France. But I would say personally, I don't see France or England stopping Brazil. Well, France are similar to what you said about Brazil in that they beat Australia quite comfortably. They beat Denmark in a very close game. And then they went and played a weakened team against Tunisia and lost 1-0. So almost identical in the same um, sort of vein. Poland, they were obviously the better team. I don't think that they blew them away like Brazil did in the first half. But I, I still don't see that there's anything to fear with France. They were in a, an awful run of form coming into the World Cup, uh, if I remember correctly. And not that England were in fantastic form beforehand, but I don't see any reason personally. If I'm in the England squad, I'm Gareth Southgate. God forbid I'm not. But if I was... I wouldn't be sat there thinking, you know what, I'd be terrified if Mbappe gets down that wing against us. I'd be more like, well, don't worry about that. Stick to your four at back. Don't do this five at the back nonsense that you tried in the Euros and threw the tournament away. Stick to the philosophy they've got. Give it to Bellingham. Do as you've done all through the tournament and you'll score more than there. They might get a goal. They might get a you know a couple with Mbappe. But I still think England outscore them. And the one thing that's been overlooked, I think, in this tournament, is you look at our last few matches... With the top scorers in the tournament, I believe. Um so scored three against Sonegal, three against Wales, uh, six against Iran. Three clean sheets. So we've only conceded two goals. One was a, a ridiculously dubious penalty against Iran. The other was just a lapse in concentration because at that point we were five nil up when we conceded. But these were the kind of stats that one, the mass media in England cling to, and two... <laughs> suddenly make you think and give you hope that fucking hell we're the top scorers we've only conceded two that was against Iran and then we get smashed by a team and you suddenly all of the glaring holes but where the game is to be won if we were looking at it a bit more analytically and breaking it down is definitely midfield because that's where France are at their weakest and they really miss Kante and as much as I don't rate him as a player particularly for, for his club level but Pogba does in a bit of a Sterling-esque manner for, for France, always seems to turn up for them. So have, having both of them missing from midfield would give us a really good chance to overrun them in there. Henderson seems banging form. Henderson seems to be having a little bit of a good partnership with Bellingham forming and seeming to... to I saw Bellingham in the press saying a bit about Henderson and what Defended an underrated him. player yeah. is and sort of sticking up for him. So they've got a bit of an understanding. The one that I think people might be sleeping on because I think he is... Um, Kante's overall successor anyway in France and he's a very, very talented player from what I've seen is Tuchemeni. Yeah, I'm glad you pronounce it because I won't going to attempt to. But, but he yeah, looks very, very good. Rabiot in the middle is a waste of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's nothing to fear. They've got, are they not playing Griezmann? In I think they are. They're playing the a kind of slightly, is it a 1-2-3? Yes, like a 4-2-3-1, which so... with um, obviously Giroud I think we're playing. But... And I'm not worried about Giroud either. Oh, I'm not worried about Giroud. And what an embarrassing statement for your country that that clown is now your your top scorer. I mean, he's got more international goals than Thierry Henry. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Giroud, I think, gets a bad rap for me. I think he is one of the players that everyone says is hey, quite underrated. But how many times can you say that someone's underrated? Does that just mean he's, he's rated? And obviously, he's done quite well for his country. Did all right for Arsenal as well. But yeah, it's not a striker that you sit there thinking, to be honest... It's not a strike like Harry Kane that you sit there thinking, no, what, don't want to play him in this but, tournament. I totally agree, but how out of form? He's been one of England's worst performers, probably, I would say, so far. I mean, he's got one Harry goal. Kane? Yeah. I mean, he's been no. doing. He's got one assist and one goal. 
He hasn't the level he's normally at and what he his output in terms of goal and assists. I think he's been thoroughly disappointing this season. Oh, I think he's been outstanding. I'll be honest. I disagree with that. I thought he was poor against USA, but I thought he was brilliant against Senegal. Um, he's I set it was good the bar Wales. so high, though. I think, hasn't it? and again, that, that's probably maybe because we're looking at it and judged by what he normally does. But I, I, he's not been one of England's outstanding performers for me. Not on the same level that you look at. And if you had to pick an outstanding performer, it's obviously Bellingham. But I think he's done fairly well this time. Like um, a good comparison would be Pickford. He's not done. You know, his output isn't fantastic in the sense that oh, right, he's done this, that, and that, and that, that, that. But everything that he's needed to do has been fantastic. His passing is on an absolute another level. Okay, so here's what, uh, uh, so Pickford has gone up in my estimations. Kane hasn't. Kane has stayed static in that you have. Uh, again, we know that. But he's is, a bit is that because, star. like you've just said, Kane is already so far up? And that could well be exactly it. But in my estimations, I think he's been disappointing. Uh, as you say, got to think that. Am I right in that? Golden assist. Got an assist. Yeah, I think it's Wales goal, wasn't it? Um, yeah, and he obviously scored. Uh, against Senegal, but normally he sticks up ridiculous numbers for England. And when you, you you put him up there in terms of the goals to games per ratio, you would expect more than a goal and assist for me against Does that... Iran, against Wales. Again, you look at the we we are the top scoring, and he's only got one of them. I was going to say, does that not say a lot then? If England have scored twelve goals and Harry Kane's only scored one, yeah, and that's fabulous that we're sharing the goals around. But you tell me a striker in a team that scored twelve goals and he's got one that's going to be satisfied. Because they're not a world-class striker, if that would be Agree. the case. Agree. So maybe he's not satisfied and maybe he goes and scores an hat-trick against France, which would be quite nice. I, I'm not going to turn it down. I'm just trying to add some realism to your expectations that seem to get carried away. But um, we're, we're, we will see. And I, I would love to be proved wrong. And I very much hope he gets a hat-trick because no one... Neither of us lose if England win, do they? No, but, of course. So, um, I'd much I just, rather... And I'm sure you would much rather me be sat here in two weeks' time saying, I told you so as we've lifted welcome. 100%. Exactly. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I, again, I, I might be a little bit like, all right, you did say that, but one, I don't think it's going to happen. Two, we've, if, if we, I can't be unhappy if you're winding me up because we're world champions. I'm going to say, fact, I think I'd be that, delighted. that podcast would probably be a bit of a dull one anyway because I can't imagine that I would have stopped drinking um, by the time that we've recorded Maybe we just podcast. do a live one after the day on the beers. It's just <laughs> us getting, just singing, we're coming home, pissed up. But um, um, I'm pretty sure that's it. I, we've, Somehow got through it all in this rambling. Um, but yeah, I think that the game tonight is obviously Portugal-Switzerland. We'll give a bit of a, a brief overview of that. Big news is that uh, Ronaldo isn't starting for Portugal because of the disagreements with the manager. The guy's a clown. Uh, quicker he gets out of football and never to see him again, the better, because I'm not impressed with his conduct for the last few years anyway. Um, not just inside football, but out. And then... Um, Obviously, Switzerland are a little bit of an underrated team at the Funny moment. Team, you, yeah. you never know quite what you get. What you're going to get uh, with Switzerland that they can be very, very good, very quite resolute, quite solid at the back. Like Summer uh, in, in goal, I think he's been a mainstay one of the standout keepers team, this time um, yeah. for, for a while and, and very underrated international level. Um, you know, Kanji, pretty decent players as always looked. So for me, before I mean, he doesn't get much game time now. He's at City. Um, always thought in terms of dead ball specialist, and I don't know. Torino, Torino. Now I was going to say Rodriguez. Oh, right, always yeah. like the left left back that um, say was at AC Milan, and I have a feeling he, he sort of drifted off because they got that uh, Hernandez. So I think he might be at Torino, but again, good good delivery, good quality, big guy gets up and down. Always been quite um, impressed with him over the the last few years. And you say Shakiri is there. 
Um, I think I saw a stat that the only person that had scored in five consecutive international tournaments was Ronaldo, other than Shakiri. So in terms of World Cups and Euros, he's done five in a row. So good it's not stats. A bad stat, yeah. It's good not a bad stats stat from, from, from Shakiri. What do you think of Mbola? Out of a, just out of a, a bit of a left field question, because he's one that gets talked up a lot, and I, I'm still not certain on him and certain where his career is going to end up, to be honest. Never quite hit the heights. Now, he was super highly rated. Was he at Schalke, I think? Uh, uh, or did he come through Baal, maybe, and then go to Schalke and then go off the radar a bit before he went to another German team, if I'm not mistaken, on loan, and now he's not at Monaco? He is at Monaco, yeah. He went to Dortmund. Oh, no, he went to Gladbach, sorry. But um, um, was very highly rated as, as a youngster. Um, hasn't quite hit the heights. I mean, physical attributes, you know, built like the Kaku, quick, strong, um, you know, has everything there, but just doesn't ever seem... I mean, again, if you've got his stats there in front of you, don't think he's ever put up probably more than 10 goals a season. I uh, can have a quick look. Um, player value, 15.5 million. No, thanks. Uh, but yeah, I don't think he's ever been prolific, would be the word, I suppose. I don't think he's ever... Um... Two in three uh, for Monaco this season. Um so that would imply that he's not even really been playing. That yeah, that... or he's, maybe he's been injured. But um... oh wait, no, I've refreshed it, and it now says seven in fifteen. That's not bad. It's not bad when you know every other game. Kind of. Um... Let's uh, just do the quick maths on that. I think that's one every other game. Is it? Is it certainly, one every game? Certainly not one every game. <laughs> Um, but yeah, other than that, obviously we'll we'll be back uh, later this week with the main podcast. Um, quite a lot of news, I think, in the main podcast to go over, especially UFC-wise. But uh, that's it for now. Um, thanks for listening, and we'll speak to you later this week.